Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Stock Market Today. It's Allie Corman, Ed Carson here with a breakdown of the action in today's session where we saw a bullish day of gains for the stock market following up on Thursday's upside reversal, Ed. Yeah, really dramatic turnaround. Continue today. Uh, I want to take a look at three stocks that are sort of flashing buy signals. Next Tracker, Alteryx, and Caterpillar. All right, we'll take a look at those stocks. But first, let's check out the major indexes, starting with the S&P 500. Here, so here's a look at the S&P, up 1.6% on Friday. We also had even stronger still the NASDAQ, up nearly 2% by sessions close. We had the Russell 2000, up some 1.3%, and the Dow up 1.2% today. So strength all across the board. And as we were saying on the show yesterday, with the upside reversal, that we saw in, in Thursday's session, the expectation would be to see a continuation of strength. And Ed, that's exactly what we got. We really did. And it was really impressive. And just, it's just, it's amazing what a change it was from Thursday's open because at Thursday's open, the S&P 500 was going below the 200 day line. Uh, you know, from the close of the follow through day to the February 2nd peak, we went about 300 points up almost exactly. And we were only like 38 points above that January 3rd. So we, we had given up you know, like 85% of that gain from yeah. there. So really was wiping out, uh, sort of looked like it was on its last legs. I mean, I'll be honest, uh, but we were bounded yesterday, even with treasury yields rising uh, back above the 200 day line, then powered above the 50 and the 21 day line. You could sort of draw a trend line. Some of the other indexes have better trend lines in that regard, but really a dramatic change. Uh, the NASDAQ and the Russell also back above their 21 day lines. Uh, the NASDAQ had an upside reversal. The S&P almost did, but like I mean, an outside day. They the had week. upside reversals, but they had outside weeks where, so it engulfed. So, you know, you can just see what a dramatic change, you know, from Thursday morning to Friday's close really, uh, really uh, indicates a character change mm -hmm. and uh, definitely something that investors should take note of. Uh, they needed to take note of the, 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 you know, when we were sort of in a trend, we, you know, when we were weakening, but you definitely have to take notice yeah. on this bullish action as well. So true. And Ed, this market right now still has a very headline driven nature. We have seen uh, the market reacting to what we're seeing with the yield and the dollar. But to see such strength this week, just from a technical perspective alone, uh, like you said, can't be ignored. And uh, even though we don't know what next week could bring, just the importance of what we saw this this week, it, it did feel like we were at a critical juncture. And for the bulls, it, it almost feels like it's playing out. Is, is it, am I jinxing it by saying this is playing out almost exactly how we would want it to play out with how strong January was? February, clearly that pullback was not fun. But the fact that we didn't just bounce at the 21-day line, that we we needed to pull in further and really test a prior support around the 200-day, around the 50-day, and then to retake the 21-day, isn't that almost a better scenario than if we were to just have kept going at the 21-day line in some perspectives? Because this gives stocks a lot more, uh, it gave stocks more time to set up and really show which stocks were the strongest. Of course, it's great when a market is holding above the 21-day line the whole way, but I think that this is still a really good setup here. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. And I just to just to add is that the indexes showed a lot of strength here, but the leading stocks looked even better. They were resilient. That was one reason why you had hope is that even during this market pullback, some were really holding up well or setting up. And now with this, it's almost like they could be unleashed. Now, again, we don't know. It is almost it is almost perfect how this is playing out. Uh, even though February wasn't fun. But yeah, right. uh, so definitely, definitely uh, seems to be a character change here. Yeah, a time to add exposure. And I guess just one more note on that, because we do like scenario analysis. Uh, mm -hmm. There are a lot of bullish signals here, uh, but that doesn't mean that now we're safe. Now we can go on margin, nothing to worry about. There are still concerns. And as always, as active investors, we need to be nimble with the new information that the market presents itself, uh, this is not a, a fail-proof setup. We still could, we could get chopped from here. This could fail. You know, one headline after another could come and uh, tear this apart. But pretty encouraging to see what we saw this week. Yes, it is. Okay, next on our list, let's take a just a brief look because you mentioned IWM, the Russell 2000 here, getting above its 21-day line. Uh, so that is quite strong. Here is the Dow as well, right to the 21-day line, making up a, a lot of ground, getting close to the 50-day. Here's a look at the 10-year Treasury yield. So hitting its highest level in a number of months on Thursday, but coming off on Friday, back down that 4% level. So perhaps adding a little bit of fuel to the fire today. Yeah, I mean, honestly, yesterday in many ways was more impressive because it's like we were rallying when the 10-year <laughs> treasury was doing that. Yeah. So when the yield came back down, not as surprising. But yeah, uh, that still could be something because that is the yield rising was a major factor between the why stocks came down. So it's not like if the yield, if the yield goes back up, stocks may not be resilient anymore. But yeah, uh, really, really big moves in yields. And yet the market sort of weathered right through it. Absolutely. Okay, let's take a look at some sector ETFs. XME strengthening throughout the day on Friday, closing up 2.6%. Uh, so a hot streak this week up five days in a row. And Ed, I remember when we covered this last week, we, you were talking about, hey, this is this is at a point where could it bounce from here? Could it break down further? It wouldn't take much either which way and a bounce is what we got uh, with this group up almost 10% on the week. So that yeah. is a really strong move. Yeah, it's a, a lot of stocks are going to look better when you're when the sector goes up 10%. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Elsewhere, XLE, how did energy do this week? Well, on Friday, up 1.5% for the week, up 3.2%. So not too shabby, still hanging in there, finding support around the 40-week line. Should we be thinking about the energy sector? Does, does this feel like a broad-based rally at this point, Ed? I guess you could draw like some sort of a, a trend line there. It's right close to the 10-week line. Or does it feel like, hey, this was last year's play. We should be looking elsewhere. It's not going to be like last year where it's like, oh, this is the only thing that's working. And uh, But you don't want to necessarily ignore it. There, there definitely could be plays in there. There's other stocks that look better than this, some that look actionable. But it is a very broad market. But you know, consider this, but it's not like it's an energy. It's not going to be an energy bull market, you would think. 
Okay. Well, picking up steam this week were airline stocks as well. So here's the Jets ETF up 1.2% on Friday for the week, up 4%. Uh, like the broad market, a strong rally to kick off the year. Then you get your pullback and support and a bounce right at the 10-week line. So arguably actionable here on the thematic level and a lot of individual names in this group. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the ETF or a lot of stocks, a lot of stocks to look at in this area. We also want to check in on the chips. Here's SMH. You know, earlier on in the session, it didn't really look like chips were participating that much, even though we did get an upside reversal on Thursday. But as the market strengthened, so did chip stocks. So SMH adding another 1.3% on Friday for the week. This group up 2.8%. Uh, so maybe not the, the strongest sector this week, but still up nicely. Yeah, and it made a really big move in, a, in the last last several months and right. look it's a broad-based rally it's, it's it's nice to look at all these uh, all these charts they are they're looking interesting here what about igv this is the tech software etf we'll just stay on the weekly chart up 3.6 percent for the week uh so bouncing from so it seems just like a lot of potentially actionable opportunities with your heavy volume rally, your lighter volume pullback, then your reversal at key levels. There's definitely a theme here with a lot of these charts. Let's also take a look at ARKK reversing higher for the week, up 5.2%. So it does feel like we are all moving in the, in the right direction at a key turning point. Okay, well, let's take a look at some individual stocks. Here is NXT. This is Next Tracker, a fresh IPO as of a couple of weeks ago in the Solar Energy Group, breaking out of an IPO base today, finishing up 4.6% off its highs, but still earning an RS line blue dot on this breakout ad. Here's a look at it on the weekly chart as well, up 10% for the week. Let's check out the closing range today as well. So it's still closed in the upper half of its range at 57%. These IPO stocks can be volatile, but it feels like this is definitely one to watch. Definitely one to watch. And this is not one of these no revenue or low revenue money losing for the next five years company. It's profitable. Uh, definitely, you know, like a strong and you know, sizable revenue, too. I mean, that's almost half a billion dollars in the last quarter. So this is a real this is a real company uh, for sure. So uh, this was our stock of the day. It's definitely one to be looking at. Uh, consider. Yeah. If you do it, look. Breakouts on IPOs and breakouts in general are diff are tricky. So I don't want to get, oh, this is a sure thing. I mean, it may run up because mm -hmm. that's what IPOs do, but it could also come tumbling back down and then you have to wait and set it up again. That often happens. So if you do take one, maybe start off with something something small so you don't get caught out too much. Uh, but you know, the solar group is doing better again, even though I know the group doesn't look too good there. There's some names that are perking up again right. and, and definitely want to watch. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, if, Breakouts are tricky enough and IPO breakouts even trickier. Like you said, you can adjust with a smaller position size. Also, let's see how it acts from here. Mobileye, for example, this stock has been strong. I mean, look at look at this one up uh, almost 9% today. I know you got a piece of this, Ed, but look at the IPO breakout here. Uh, it finished strong on the day of the breakout, but then reversed lower and pulled back over the next couple of weeks. 
moved higher again. So you don't know what you're going to get, but uh, you know, looking at precedents or other examples could be kind of helpful, or just at the very least knowing that these IPO stocks can be volatile. So uh, again, manage risk accordingly. And next on our list, let's talk about AYX. This is Alteryx, a database software stock up 4% on Friday after a reversing uh, almost higher, um, but reversing off of the 21-day line on Thursday. Strong earnings that uh, came in for this stock in February. And this is an ideal setup because a lot of times what we say is when you have a super deep cup base, buying a breakout without seeing some sort of pause isn't really ideal, but that's exactly what happened is it hit resistance right where you would expect, but then found support and bounced also right where we would want. Yeah. And I just full disclosure, I, I took a position in this as well as it broke, you know, higher today. Uh, you know, it broke the downtrend, as you say, went found support at the 21 day line. Uh, so this was nice action here, a lot of strong growth above average volume after the volume sort of dried up in this pullback. There really, it was very, fairly orderly. So there was a lot to like about this technically, though it is big and wild. And there's just, there's a lot of uh, interesting things in software, a lot of areas, you know, this one is one I liked. I like because of the higher volume. So I picked this one to show. There's a lot of, lot of, lot of stocks that uh, flash by signals today. Yeah. And Ed, I mean, the fact that we're talking so much about software stocks and and even chip stocks it was so it, it just feels like before 2023 it was so long before we really were meaningfully talking about a strength in the software sector and the chip sector and now we're getting it yeah it has been a long time to have growth stocks it doesn't mean you know, look there's a lot of other sectors and i so don't don't yeah. ignore a lot of other sectors but it is really nice to have traditional tech sectors coming back into play that it is. Uh, let's also take a look at a cat. This is clearly not a tech stock, <laughs> but industrial stocks, I think, really came on our radar a lot last fall. The, the strength was pretty undeniable there and the outperformance. And even though Caterpillar did uh, close below its 50-day line for a couple of sessions in late February, quickly retook that level triggered a buy signal in my view on the 1st of March and just continued to add to its gains throughout the week. So we're even seeing strength in stocks like this. Yeah. And there's again, uh, yeah, you could have bought it on the first and on the second, third, it sort of got above some of the short-term levels uh, along the base or along the side there. Uh, yeah, it's still very close to the 50-day line. This would be an early entry. And now, I believe on a weekly, it's not going to show it now. It'll be it. But in another hour or so, MarketSmith should be showing this as a flat base. So it, um, right in there. So that's another base right, right on top of two other bases. And really sort of a top of all this consolidation, you could say, going all the way back to there. Uh, so maybe now it's digested all of that. It has pretty good numbers uh, recently. And the, and the estimates are pretty strong going forward. So... Uh, you know, this is another one to be to be looking at. And, and, and you know, the machinery space, this is the group is number five here. Uh, some of the other machinery groups are, are doing very well. So definitely, uh, definitely don't, uh, don't disregard this one. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Because to reiterate something that you've said before, which I think is important to remember is you don't want to get overly concentrated in a particular industry group or sector. 
we like having diversified, uh, or sorry, concentrated portfolios, but still a little bit diversified. You, you don't want to have 10 software stocks or 10 chip stocks and, and nothing else. You really need to make sure you're not getting too concentrated in uh, one particular industry or sector, Ed. Yeah, well, if you pull up AEHR, you wouldn't have wanted to be concentrated only in silicon carbide, even though this group, this stock ended up higher for the week in a crazy week, but that was down 30% in Thursday's open. If you had half your portfolio in silicon carbide chips, I, I don't know what you would have done. And, and luckily, it's sort of bounced back. But boy, oh boy. So yeah, and that goes with us any group, even 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 mm -hmm. machinery equipment. You don't want to be over concentrated. Yeah. Uh, so exactly, because uh, that wasn't even that wasn't earnings related. That wasn't Fed headline related. You know, that was uh, you know a particular Tesla related headline. So you know, and it really seemed out of the blue in that regard. Um, I guess not like totally, totally out of the question that 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 might come up during Tesla's investor day, but. Um, I, I don't think anyone could have predicted that kind of reaction. No, no. I think if anything, people would have bet that they were going to see positive news out of out of that thing. And so to have that. And, and again, it may be it may end up being nothing. And obviously, that's what investors are deciding right now. But that's again, that's why you don't want to get too concentrated. It makes it easier to either hold or if you do sell, it doesn't devastate your portfolio either way. You want to be able to manage your risk in part by having a diversified group of leading stocks. Good point there, Ed. All right. Well, as we wrap, we'll just uh, put it on the QQQ chart, the ETF tracking, the, the NASDAQ 100. Uh, but Ed, let's talk about what we should do for the week ahead. Uh, investors have really been needing to roll with the punches in February, scaling back exposure. But now it, it seems like Friday was a pretty significant buy signal not to go all in but definitely to not uh, miss the opportunity to add exposure yeah this was a good day to start adding exposure back and you don't want to do it dramatically and it's like and you know if this rally has legs if you're adding and the market continues to do well if you're adding five percent to your portfolio or ten percent to your portfolio in a given day it doesn't take many days to get up to fully invested so if this has rally has legs you will have a chance to do that. And if this rally turns around and flops, you don't, I mean, if we have a 3% down day, you don't want to have, you know, gone from 20% to 90% in one day. So do it gradually, but take take your opportunities. And, you know, really this is a weekend to prepare. I mean, I would just say really get those watch lists and, and look for stocks that are really close to being actionable. And it's like, well, you know, and maybe on some of those, well, do a little bit of work. Is this the one I want to go in for? Uh, and uh, just, just so you're ready to go. Uh, knowing that it may not, it may be, we may be reverse lower, but you want to be ready to act, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because this may be, this may have been a real turning point. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And uh, we know from past market cycles that the actionable opportunities aren't just on that key turning point day. They unfold in the days and weeks and even months after those key turning points. So it's always Good to be prepared to add exposure when you're getting those signals to do so. So I think doing your homework is such a great idea uh, for traders this weekend um, more than ever, Ed. So That's right. All right, everyone. That is it for today. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be back with more next week, starting with IBD Live in the mornings. Investors.com slash IBD Live for all of the details on that. I'm going to be out 
Monday through Thursday, but I will be back on Friday and I'm looking forward to uh, seeing how the next week unfolds. So uh, hopefully it'll be a good omen when I'm out. I know uh, some other people in the office when they're traveling or on vacations that, uh, that means the market's in rally mode. So who knows? Maybe that'll be the, the same for me. We'll have to see, Ed. I hope so. I hope you have a great time. I hope the market does too. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Have a great weekend. We'll see you back here Monday. This show is for informational and educational purposes only, and nothing should be construed as a recommendation to buy, hold, or sell any securities. Any securities and investment strategies discussed may not be suitable for all investors. Make sure to consider consulting with your financial advisor before making investment decisions.